So me and Dan are sitting here in the back of the Fortune Kit pickup truck, and we're joined by Matt Chrisman from Chapo's famous uh, homestyle trap house. Um, That's right, Family Friendly Eats at low prices. Yeah, Family Friendly Eats and uh, Family Friendly Political Takes that you can discuss around the, the Thanksgiving table with your folks. Well, hell yes. But we're here today to discuss, uh, you know, a little down-home artist called Buddy Brown. I don't know. I'm going to assume, Matt, that you're not familiar, but, I mean, maybe, maybe you've heard of him. No, nope. never heard. Not for a second. Sounds so made up. Sounds like a made-up guy, honestly. I think you guys are giving me the business again with, with a bunch <laughs> <Yeah>. of patented <laughs> online japes and shenanigans. I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, shockingly, his Wikipedia says he's 38, but you see his face. He looks like 22. He's just a pup. Just a little puppy boy. Little Buddy Brown. But um, I guess he kind of made a small splash in the mainstream in the sense that he was played at Mike Pence rallies <laughs> before the election. I don't know if that counts as being a... He racked up the cash with that. That's so much resemblance. Yeah. But he, what he really represents to me, though, is something that was inevitable but that I haven't seen before, which is connecting the like conservative guy driving his truck and ranting at his phone with being like a country music artist where his songs are all delivered on the back of the pickup truck. He's going to rant at you for five minutes before he plays the song. Like it's such a genius thing to combine those two cliches. And I don't think I've seen anyone do it until him. Yeah. He's absolutely synthesized those, uh, those two genres of guy. It was only a matter of time till some genius figured out how to, how to do that. Oh, exactly. He's, He's like, say what you will about him, but he's nothing short of genius because someone had to do it. But it's it's hard to decide where to start with him because he's got the rants and he's got the music. I guess we should just get right into a song. Maybe we should just start with one of his bigger hits here called Red Like Reagan. Yeah. Kind of Red Like I thought you'd like that, Matt. <laughs> red Like Reagan. Good one. That was, that was red meant communist when Reagan was alive. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Red didn't mean it's Republican so good, until man. the 2000 election to Jeff's stupid fucking Greenfield. By that point, Ronald Reagan didn't even know his own name, let alone what <laughs> colors meant things. <laughs> when I saw the title of that song, I was like, this is going to infuriate Matt. <laughs> I think every it, one of these successful. videos will. It is. It's like he's trolling me personally. He should have called uh, the song retconned like Reagan. Yeah, seriously. All right, let's check it out then. your mind we ain't about to get any long and i know why you think we owe you when we don't yeah there's a welfare line welfare got rid of welfare in the 90s the chuck norris picture in the fucking slideshow here yeah clinton got rid of welfare in the 90s come on man yeah Gonna eat our bacon. That's good. Yeah, the combination of the Chuck Norris photo and the bacon line, it's basically just like a Redditor thing right here. The, this is so low effort that it is honestly <laughs> offensive to me, not out of ideological reasons, just this is lazy. <laughs> There's zero effort that goes into this. There isn't any, like, even any inspired mania or psychosis that you get out of a guy with a real political... This is just bumper stickers. He's just taking Cloyd Rivers tweets. 
Yeah, compare this. Yeah, and stitching them together in the song. You compare this to like the Japanese nationalists from the 90s who would go on television and talk about like dismantling the system and killing himself because there was nothing to live for and just screaming until his voice was hoarse. And uh, this seems pretty weak in comparison. Well, honestly, this shit seems very uh, passe. Like the, the people this is supposed to appeal to, they don't care about like Oh, uh, there's dang welfare uh, cheats and and no, they think that pedophiles are going to eat their children's brain like fucking uh, like goddamn sliders. Well, Ooh, that's that's much more viscerally impactful than this bullshit. And nobody gives I a think shit this about is a good Ronald one to start Reagan with, though, anymore. This is, this is a song from like 2015 or 2016, so it was really the beginning of the sort of Trump era. Yeah. So I it's think the, it's already that's already passé. Like it is. No, I agree, but I think that at that point, he's moved like in the years since he's moved towards something different that still isn't quite on that level, but it is more idiosyncratic than this. And we'll get to that. Well, in there's a minute, ma- there's some sort of psychosis in mania. Like the thing that makes right wing art interesting when it is like popular art like this, it's when there's you you get a genuine uh, personality and a a specific point of view and all of the the psychosis that goes with it. This is absolutely bargain basement. This is like soulless. This, and it sounds like soulless corporate country. So that's very fitting. I think. I think. I it's, mean, my God, at least Toby Keith had like murder fantasies in his shit. Yeah, yeah. This is designed we're to putting, appeal. There's no, there's no violence. There's no threat of violence. It's just, oh, we're gonna beat you in an election. Boof, this, wake this me is, up. It's designed to appeal to as many people as possible. Like it is definitely a like from a music standpoint, it is it's like a marketing project. He's trying to cast like the widest possible net, but I think he also represents this this type of Republican that only lasted for like a brief period of time, like a like a mayfly that is born and dies in a day. And that's like the yeah. post Tea Party pre like drooling pilled uh section you know these people were known in the very beginning of of, of online twitter uh, when i was there or uh, political twitter rather uh teacots tea, top tea conservatives cuts. on twitter and this is yeah, absolutely yeah. the kind of song that a teacot would make and this is still more of that era you know like i think that in the years since he's kind of moved forward but he's like half he still has like one foot in like the sarah palin like real american thing and one foot hesitantly in the sort of like Trump insurrectionist thing. But I, I, I do think he is more idiosyncratic than that song makes it seem like. Because when you watch his rants, it's impossible to tell half the time, like which cliche, which cliches he's going to roll up into a ball of cliches, I guess. Like it's not always clear to me where he's headed. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. His baby toe is hovering over the fucking tooth filled maw of modern conservatism, <laughs> like populism. But I think, Matt, since you were calling for some violence to make it interesting, I think this is another one of his songs from the same time period that maybe it's one of the best from like a few years ago because it has a very interesting uh, approach toward like vigilante justice, I guess. Let's check out uh, If This Country Still Had Balls. Strange man walks in holding his gun He kills somebody (laughs) and he's on the run all right, in that's good. Getting everything streets. right out the way open. Billy shot a man while robbing his gas This is shit wordsmithery. 
Doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> oh, so he's calling for summary executions? Okay. Yes. yes, exactly. That's the whole point of the song is we should just execute people on the spot. <laughs> See, this song's way more successful than the last one because the boring corporate like backdrop of like this shitty generic country song is so funny when like contrasted against the lyrics, man. My tax money pays for nice hot meals for a killer They love that. They don't get annoyed about that. <laughs> the crime is lower. I mean, now it isn't anymore. But when, presumably, when he wrote this thing, crime was at like a thirty-year fucking low. Like. You're not even reacting to, you're not even responding to real conditions. It's literally like Death Wish movies from 30 years ago. He's he's putting the flashlight under his face and he's looking at himself in the mirror and he's scaring himself. Yeah, he's scaring himself. Prisoners shouldn't have meals, god damn it. No food for them. We don't need a jury when we see what he's done. Just build the gallows and wait for the sun. Get the vigilantes loaded up. Justice for all. This song's so fucking mournful too. So sad. <laughs> I wish that this country is so soft and weak. I'm gonna write a song about it. The, the <laughs> most the most alpha thing you can do, play music. I'm sorry, Dan, but come on. Let's no, be real no. here. No, I'll take it. It's a fruity profession. <laughs> this American hating Namby Pamby songwriters trying to lecture me about my country. It's time we go back to hanging them high. Let's light the torches in the middle of the night somewhere along. Light the torches in the middle of the night. The only the only way to get anything political done is to write a song about it. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is that's, why that's creating uh, that's creating hegemony. Yes. Which is why uh, uh, America left Vietnam in 1965. Yep. Thanks to uh, the classic Sweetwater Jamboree song, Hey Man, uh, that's, that's a bummer. We all love that one. <laughs> yeah. It was a very influential song in policy circles. Yeah, they were playing it on Air Force One for LBJ. And steam <laughs> would come out of his ears. He's like, damn, what have I done? Oh, if I lost Captain Freak out in the Sweetwater Jamboree, then I lost Middle America. <laughs> I think now that we've kind of started going chronologically, maybe that's the way we'll continue. I think like these songs we've listened to so far, this is the stuff where he was still, if you go on his Wikipedia, this phase of his career, is he was just a YouTube guy who his biggest claim to fame was that he played like a NASCAR I don't know if they have halftime at NASCAR, whatever you call that, but <laughs> halftime. <laughs> NASCAR halftime. <laughs> I just love the idea that they all just pull over so that some <laughs> asshole could come out in the middle of the, of the field and, and sing some songs. But they're idling. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the entire uh, stadium is just filling with carbon monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's yeah, all played indoor at NFL arenas uh, during the off season. <laughs> I can't wait for NASCAR halftime because that's when the visions come. Yeah. <laughs> There's like some oracle of NASCAR who just has their visions when the, the engines have just been idling for long enough. <laughs> yeah. They, they tell you about like what the what what years like restrictor plate is, rules are going to be. <laughs> I, I would like to see yeah. The weekend do his halftime show for 
for a NASCAR. Yeah. I was enjoying it. I enjoyed it a lot just because I imagined my family members watching it. Yeah, well, what do you imagine their reaction was? Mostly just sort of, I don't even think they probably even said much. They probably just watched it in sort of a sullen, confused silence. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a more impressive reaction to elicit during a Super Bowl than just like cheerleaders and shit. Yeah, dancing, no, it definitely right? alienated people. It was it was highly aggressive and, and uh, like they didn't even have a single, what they, they didn't even have any um, special guests show up. It blew my mind. And the guy, it's like one dude who's some guy who can't even dance. It was amazing. But if they had 500 they guys with least, uh, uh, face, facial injuries, it's like, yeah. it like <laughs> intentionally alienating. It's like, what do we do that will make people hate uh, football, uh, the Super Bowl, in their lives? <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, I respect it. Yeah. He could have at least uh, had the Red Hot Chili Peppers show up just to wave at him or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, we're not going to play any of our classic hits. We're just here to support the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Wasn't that all um, Daniel Lopatin? Uh, yeah, 106 Point Never. I saw that on Twitter, like, today. Yeah. Did did Miley Cyrus play Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill at the Super Bowl, too? Or did I uh, hallucinate She that? played, like, a side stage or something, yeah. A side, sta- a side she stage? Like, like the... Well, like the th- <laughs> I think like a, there's a concert before the Super Bowl and she played there, which okay. is baffling because she seems like a bigger star than that motherfucker. But I don't I don't I don't oh, know. Yeah, I'm old. I don't know. What's, I don't know what the kids like these days. Apparently, he had the biggest song of the year last year. OK. But I don't know what that is anymore. I don't know what the best song, the biggest songs are. I don't mind Miley Cyrus, but I was kind of surprised to see her do Rebel Girl with a band of all like California dude bro session musicians. <laughs> Yeah. Well, her new thing is she's a rock singer now. Okay, because she so. did a cover of "Heart of Glass," and people were like, "Oh, we can, I can ironically enjoy this." And so now she's doing rock. Right. And now that uh, Phoebe Bridgers went on SNL, now rock's coming back. Uh, only if they do some fucking upper arm uh, workouts, because that was fucking pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> that was the most pathetic thing. I don't know. If the, I thought it was the most pathetic thing I've seen until I saw that people were upset by it. Yeah. Like, that was what bad. the hell is going on with these kids today? Like, when Butler broke a guitar on SNL like less than ten years ago, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Soy. Now it was like an acoustic guitar or something, yeah. And now they got this lady who can't even break the guitar, and people are like, "We need to have a frank discussion about uh, acting out at, at the workplace." <laughs> it's like it does remind you everything's everybody thinks they're in an hr like everybody thinks they work together and that like everyone's the self-appointed hr director yeah it's like well you, you, tried sma- you tried to smash you tried to smash a yeah you tried to smash a uh you tried you lamely tried to smash your uh guitar on stage that upset some people and uh made them feel like they weren't particularly safe and we need to we need to have a discussion about that because we have we we have an inclusive workplace here if I was a worker at the steel mill, I couldn't just come in and smash the steel. What would my boss think of that? Yeah, exactly. Same goes for when you work at the rock and roll factory, you know? <laughs> Safety first. I feel like that would be maybe Buddy Brown's take is along those lines. We got two dang a, He's an everyman, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, he'd probably you be mad. You gotta break it with some conviction, it like my grandfather did working in the factory all those years. Probably be mad at her for just being a pedophile... <laughs> yeah. I, I assume at this point they're that's what all of them think they're just if they're if you're on television you're a pedophile which you know that's closer than assuming that nobody on television is a pedophile 
filed to being correct. I'll give him that. It is. Yeah, the truth is somewhere in between. It yeah. is, but they always take the wrong turn towards the road marked like lizard people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it's just money. You have power and uh, money. You get bored, and so you start eating and uh, fucking children. It's, it's pretty inexorable. You don't have to be a reptile. Yeah. Although it helps to be a reptile, I gotta say. Well, because you can unhinge your jaw, and it makes it easier to get the kids in there. Yeah. Yeah. At Comet Ping Pong, they've got a sign uh, in the basement that says, you don't have to be a reptile to work here, but it helps. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, to get back on the Buddy Brown train here, we've got one more song before we get into like the current stuff. Let me see. What year is this? Oh, this one's also 2016. It's called I Call BS on That. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not Not even getting an actual swear in there. Pathetic. Hey, y'all, this is Buddy Brown here. Um, got a new song for y'all tonight. You know what's amazing about uh, being We see him developing his persona artist? here, though, because he's just kind of he's just bullshitting with to, you and me uh, in the back of his truck, you know? Done. Get your songs out just there. hanging out in a field like we like to do. Exactly how you feel, unfiltered. And uh, I think that's the reason everything is taken off the way it has. If this country still had balls, almost 4 million views now on Facebook. Um, <laughs> on Facebook. On Facebook. And... Uh, I just want to go right back to the drawing board and uh, write a song that kind of has that same grit. And come October 7th, hope you all make this number one on iTunes and everywhere you can find it. So he had one big song Here and he's go. going back to his roots. That's uh, of, the fir- of the song, the first <laughs> yeah. song. Wow, I just like, it's been such a ride. <laughs> I got to get back to my roots. It's like how Backstreet Boys' like second single ever was Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I, that, that, I remember when that came out, and I was like, am I supposed to know who you motherfuckers are? I'm glad to know that that was very early in their careers. And that they oh, had, yeah, it was they had, I hadn't missed anything. <laughs> oh, we, I think we already glossed over the very best line in this one. Let's back it up. Oh yeah, the very first couplet was We got veterans living on the streets So why the hell do we need refugees? <laughs> He's not even going to go after immigrants writ large He's specifically angry at refugees Well also, what the fuck do you want to do about veterans on the streets, you fucking scumbag? Exactly. What, what is your plan for that exactly? Oh, he d- Matt, he does have a plan for that. Uh, he's got a song called uh, When You See a Uniform, Stop. And it's, uh, you know that they don't let you, they, you don't keep the uniforms. You have to, you dress it in civilian clothing. Like, you wouldn't know. Those homeless people that he probably hates, he doesn't know which ones are veterans. Yeah, exactly. It's got a, it's got a great line. Uh, it says, uh, these are the men and women who keep us living safe in our homes. And if you took one minute, your head would be spinning to see the things that they know. And I'm kind of like, yeah, probably if I, you know, threw a grenade into a house full of uh, Afghanis, I, I would, and I, I, I knew about that, I would probably lose my fucking mind. Yeah. Veterans are worthy of our sympathy only in the abstract, but I'm not going to do anything about it or prescribe any solutions to them being homeless it's only they these poor veterans are only useful for me to uh a cudgel against people that i have even less respect for yes exactly yes. Yeah, they're calling it progress in your neighborhood but just hold fast 
old U.S. of A. Cause I've had nightmares of it fading away. And I call BS on that. It's way past time to get mad. And old Chuck Norris came. Oh, shut the fuck up about Chuck fucking Norris. <laughs> he He's an 80-year-old man. This is like 10 years after that was a meme, too. Can't they, isn't there a new guy? If you don't agree, they tell you too bad. Well, I call BS on that. BS on that. Oh, he's jamming out right now. I have definitely been at a party in Couch and Lake with a dude like this doing the same thing on the back of a truck. This is very triggering for me October 7th, y'all. yeah he's definitely the guy who breaks out his guitar at a party where no one wants to hear that like mind if i play a couple tunes? i fucking hate that guy i was never that guy and i um oh of course not most sensible people are not that guy there's a time and a place for everything you know the guy who plays acoustic guitar at a party is is a uh, dubious no matter what like cultural background you come from yeah, I think we've seen a little bit of progression among those songs, though. Like, Red Like Reagan is just the most cookie-cutter bullshit you could imagine. And then at least, like, these last two are a little more, like, openly hateful and violent and spiteful, I guess. Yeah. That guy needs to uh, to chill out, I think. I agree. What's he so mad for? He's got a truck. He's got a hat. You're doing all right. Settle down. He's got a nice, that was actually flannel. Yeah. The... There was one episode where we watched, like, we talked about this guy for maybe five or ten minutes on an episode a few months ago, and Alex had made a good point that was essentially, like, all of his politics are completely aesthetic, where he tries to do, like, the real American kind of thing, but he drives, like, what's essentially a luxury vehicle. Yeah. Like, he's pretty fucking well off, and all of his politics ultimately boil down to, like, aesthetic consumer choices, which is a very, like contemporary country thing you know oh yeah that's 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 the modern country is incredibly rich guys pretending to uh to be blue collar and then for the for the enjoyment of a bunch of guys who are in the, who are similarly uh you know exurban rich dudes and they get they all they get the nice they get a nice circulation of the fake esteem for each other it's it's, it's valor theft yeah and like these guys hate valor theft so much they love. I'm sure all these guys love watching videos of Valor thieves getting owned, and their entire model is based on stealing working class Valor. Yeah. Like, not only do these guys not work, obviously they're musicians, but the uh, the people who listen, if they have jobs, they're way more likely to be ordering people around than to be taking orders from anybody. Definitely. Oh, of course, man. We've, I was. I mean, I listened to so many of his songs today, like with titles like. Um, Oh, we need a redneck in the White House, and mm. uh, you know, just shit like that. And I listen they to so him. many. We got like, him. Uh, uh, Donald Trump. We got yeah. a redhead in the white, redneck in the White House. A redhead baby. in the white. We need a ginger in the oh, White uh, House. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, hold on a minute. Let's not go crazy. But listening to that kind of stuff, he does have a bunch of lines that are like, "I work sixty-five hours a week," and she's like, "No, you fucking yeah. didn't, man. You're a YouTube fucking persona." I've, we've we've talked about this on here before, but like. I need to bring it up again is is that like I've seen this kind of displacement of actual working class rednecks in action uh in my hometown on the island I grew up on um basically like once the lumber resource extraction industry shut down in the 90s uh everybody fell into pretty deep 
economic depression. And then when the oil patch opened up in Alberta, they all went out there, uh, made a little bit of money, but not everybody went. And then recently there's been a huge influx of guys like this, mainly from Alberta and, and the prairies, moving to the island and cosplaying uh, redneck and listening to American country, which was never really a thing. And now it's totally flattened the entire culture. So uh, domestic rednecks on Vancouver Island now aspire to be like this guy. Like, like they will, you know, put themselves massively in debt to have a truck like that and pretend to like country music. It's fucking weird and awful. Any Canadian who f- fetishizes that kind of stuff, that is the most cuck shit on earth. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. All those... All those Albertans who want to be annexed to the United States so that they could lose their health care. Dan, we talked about this on a bonus episode once, but can we talk about the kind of album your dad wishes you would make? <laughs> yeah. My dad wishes I would make a stripped down, like, uh, acoustic guitar country album. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, I mean, that's, that's what he hears. That's that's what he hears buy, that on right? CBC. Uh, my, home, my hometown has uh, hosted a huge country music festival a couple of years in a row in an attempt to... Uh, kickstart its fucking flatlined economy you know and uh, my dad wants me up there <laughs> hey those people still buy records i think that's it, that's it's a, it's, true. it's a it's a rich art, uh, audience like they yeah, have exactly. money and they're, your best interest they're, they're waiting to get scammed yeah they want to go to and they love being pandered to is the thing <laughs> yes they do they want to go to the great canadian superstore and buy that uh bonus uh bonus track cd you know for five dollars extra exactly yeah the exclusive the canadian tire exclusive track <laughs> only if you buy the cd at canadian that's tire. right <laughs> if you followed your dad's advice you'd sell like four hundred thousand copies all on cd number one in canada You'd be on all the CanCon fucking radio stations. I fucked up. You blew it. You'd be a guest on Corner Gas. I fucking blew it. I could have been. I could have written a theme song for uh, Heartland. God damn it. You could. Uh, you could be on tour with Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> I could. You could have a, a song of yours be used for the Justin Trudeau re-election campaign. I could uh, have a song of mine used for the Justin Trudeau uh, massive austerity announcement. <laughs> the big I'm sorry. He w- you got to make sure he doesn't use one of your songs about how times are tough, but we still got each other. It's got to be one of your songs about uh, stand up for country and for flag. That's right. Island pride. Yeah, you guys got to get that pipe going again. You got to reopen the pipe. <laughs> turn the turn the tap on. There you go. You write a song <laughs> called Turn song. On the Tap. Yeah. Turn on the tap. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Biden, turn on the tap. Turn on, turn on the tap. Let our oil make it down there. Do turn on the tap. <laughs> let us build white Saudi Arabia together. Turn on the tap. Bracket laying pipe. Yep. <laughs> and you could you could sing it uh, from like a stage at like Alberta's own version of uh, Neom the the Saudi oh, the city in the desert the yeah. Saudi desert the computer city. city with the flying cars yes. and the animatronic robots you could be up there on stage like fucking country bear jamboree yeah it goes all the way from calgary to the manitoba border and the calgary stampede is now every day all day mm-hmm. yes uh, yeah non-stop stampede you uh 
cars are replaced by mechanical bulls. <laughs> we've solved it. Actually, Matt, now that you brought up uh, Neom, it reminds me of something we've talked about on this show before. Of uh, Have you heard of Akon City in Senegal? Yes. It's going to be the, the city made of electricity or something and using... Yeah, they have... A, all these it's, incredible artist renderings. It's all going to run off of a uh, cryptocurrency that's like Akon themed. Yeah. Akon I, I mean, bucks. I, I'm excited. I, I would go. We're living in a new era of like these kind of weird utopias of just one rich guy decides I'm going to make this incredible city where fucking there's peanut butter and jelly comes out of the tap and like everything's free and runs on cryptocurrency. And I am the, the, the name of the city is named after me. It's just late 19th century shit all over again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, absolutely. It's Pullman Town. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Acon it's Town. fucking Fitzcarraldo in Calgary. But I guess we could uh, segue into the more contemporary Buddy Brown songs now. I think, what do you guys, or I don't know if you listened to this one, Dan, earlier, but Matt, what do you think his coronavirus song is going to be about exactly? Like, do I you mean, feel like you my can first it? instinct is it's about how he doesn't want to wear a mask because that's... That's the culture war flashpoint. That's the that's the symbol of cucklery. That's the symbol of of doing what they tell you to do. That's just off the top of my head. That's what I would have expected too going into it. But I think this one's kind What's of a curve. What's going on, y'all? With all the craziness going on in the world right now, I figured we needed a coronavirus song. I know the virus itself is not funny, but the song sure as hell is. You, you don't go. get to say that. Or you do not get to say that. <laughs> Use our song, <laughs> your song. Well, I ain't trying to scare you, and it ain't fake news. There's a really good chance that we're all pretty screwed. Doesn't rhyme. Communist China kicked us uh, right those the There we go. Hear the virus from hell and no word for six weeks. We're on lockdown. Six weeks. Baby, yeah, this was like right in March when he made this. Crazy <laughs> that sound to edit him saying bad shit is incredible. Been washing my hands about 24 times It gets worse every day that I turn on the news I'm thanking God that I canceled that cruise See, that's what's amazing to me, though, is the curveball is he actually takes it seriously. For a couple of days, and it all got real when it got Tom Hanks. That doesn't <laughs> change. Days and Hanks? This is Tom worse Hanks. than take the money and run. I'm glad that he's protecting me from the swears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's advertising the beer by putting the PBR uh, picture on screen, but he's not going to say shit. Somebody needs to uh, edit the Snyder Cut like that. Protect the children. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to hear Batman swear. That's right. Not in this house. I mean, my God. Is there anything sacred anymore? <laughs> Cartoons are for children. Comic books are for children. Superheroes are for children. Yeah, don't, no swears. Also, I would like less violence. Yeah. I mean, Batman is a businessman and a billionaire. He can do more violence by being a pacifist and just uh, exploiting people with his his properties. Exactly. I had to. I had to. By the way, y'all, uh, we had a brand new album come out literally yesterday, and I should be promoting I didn't that laugh at that, by the way. It's, it was not that funny. In America. Yeah. Please go get it. It's yeah. on every single <laughs> it's not funny at all. We need a distraction. No, it's Stay depressing. Stay safe, and don't sneeze on no one. 
God, but it's very so funny to me that he surprises you by just taking it seriously. Like, he's got to get in his digs at communist China and shit, but then otherwise he's just like, well, I'm not going on that cruise. Yeah, that's the oh, divide boy, uh, between well, him and the and the and the new generation, you know, who would be like, this is this is fake. This fa- pandemic is fake. Well, I mean, also, you know, I think there actually was a relatively widespread acceptance of the initial lockdowns. It was only after it kept going with no actual policies put in place to make the lockdowns mean anything that it turned into culture war bullshit and people decided that it, whether or not you were you were okay with the lockdown uh, decided whether or not you were a, a cuck uh, or, or, an, or a scumbag or whatever the hell. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was a minute point. there where people were willing to do it. They were willing to fucking do it. Even, even these crackers. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think he's made another coronavirus song, so it's hard to know how he's updated. I would like that. an update, yes. I would like to know what he's saying. Yeah, about we need one. Coronavirus song part two. This one ain't so funny, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Google 5G. um i think let's keep moving forward through 2020 though because he's got a song from that summer called looters at jimmy's hardware store the first verse of this one's really great where he makes a lot of leaps to create a very belabored point here truck sessions all right y'all you knew this song was coming and if i may be so bold it might be a brand new favorite of mine. I'm really thinking about recording it. Song is Jesus song. Christ, you don't, you don't get to say <laughs> that about your own songs. Who the fuck do Every you time. You are? This one's so and funny, Chicago man. I love this. What a smug prick. Yeah, he was in Richard's Chicago. I thought being humble was one of the key midla- uh, heartland values. And this nope. dickhead's just like, I'll tell you right now, this, this might be the greatest song ever written. I mean, uh, other than the other songs that I wrote. <laughs> So in that first verse, he started. This looter was in Chicago, and his pants were sagging. Of course, but now he's pants. at Jimmy's Hardware Store, which I guess we're to take it like we're supposed to understand this in the country, maybe. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Again, super mournful. He faced Al Qaeda. <laughs> when, when, when did that happen? When did the army face Al Qaeda? I don't really remember that. <laughs> Every day, man. Every day over there. I mean, when they when they didn't get Bin Laden, and then <laughs> when they got Bin Laden because the Pakistani military just handed them over. <laughs> I didn't get Bin Laden, so boy, you know I'm gonna get your ass to make up for it. Yeah, we never really, the army never really fought Al-Qaeda. I mean, part of that's because Al-Qaeda wasn't really a thing and mostly made up. Yeah. You're doing like a Washington Post fact check of his songs. I, I give that three there's Pinocchios. A, there's so many Pinocchios in this fucker's music. It's it's nonstop Pinocchio <laughs> fest. I love looting hardware stores during protests, by the way. It's, my favorite thing. it's like, oh, good, I, I can get some caulk. Yeah. <laughs> you get some uh, some flux for your soldering iron, uh, some nuts, some bolts. Cowards. 
Well, he's definitely not talking about downtown Chicago, so I think we are supposed to believe the looter went to the country or something. <laughs> the looter heard there was looting and got in his car and drove all the way to Denton, Texas. <laughs> exactly. And looked around and said, yeah, this is the place. Where's the hardware store? Let's do it. Also, just from passively watching his hands play these songs, he does basically just G and D chords for everything and then just uses a capo to just play the same two chords all the time. I was going to bring that up, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He has zero guitar playing ability. And I don't even give a shit about technical ability at all, but he d- does not try at all. No, Man, it's, I, this is the lowest effort shit ever. It's embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah. Including us for watching it. No, I think it's good. I like it. I would <laughs> I would love <laughs> I would love if the big reveal was that that uh Buddy Brown was actually like Budford Brown Pond Stoke and was a British man. Just cosplaying <laughs> cosplaying an American. <laughs> And he gets, uh, he gets yes. outed because someone Jones films about a character. This song's about the lad, Boris. This here song's about sitting down to eat some dang, uh, some dang eel pie with steak and kidney <laughs> bangers and such. Yeah. And spotted dick. <laughs> Buddy cut. I think earlier I was saying how he's like 38 years old, but he looks like... I don't know. He looks pretty young to me, doesn't he? Maybe, but now the more I think about it, it makes perfect sense that he's like 38 because he has like these weird takes that are like, I don't know. He's not like, like you were saying, Matt, he's not insane enough for the current yeah. generation. Yeah. 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 It's very pandering. It really does feel like a Cloyd Rivers thing. Like just a totally cynical exploitation of, 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 of cultural signifiers. Yeah. You rubes love this slop, don't you? I don't think Buddy's had a real job because I, I was looking at his Wikipedia and like he, I think he he did four years of his uh, psychology degree. Yeah, he went to like Mississippi <laughs> State, I think it was. So, so there might be something to that, you know, that he that, that yeah. this guy is just <laughs> a fucking Machiavellian like just PR mastermind who was like put together a Frankenstein of what he thought uh, the rubes would like, and they just ate it up, you know. The guy it reminds yeah. me most of is Larry the Cable Guy. Just yeah. totally made up thing. He also loved congratulating himself on how funny his jokes were. That's funny right there. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Just <laughs> smug, smug. That is even that is uh, even funnier on stage for stand up. Just like, well, this is gonna be a really funny one, folks. Strap in. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like the idea that he it's insane that nobody is doing this more profitably than him of just combining the like i'm driving my truck and and complaining about things while also singing songs because like it's such an obvious idea but to his credit i hadn't seen anyone else do it yeah but you would figure someone more like virulent and insane could be doing yeah it. there's got to be a QAnon version of this right like there or or there will be like it, it will come into existence there'll be somebody who uh sounds like buddy brown but dresses like grimes and is talking about <laughs> like david ike you know we can totally. only hope yeah that's that's what i want that's the kind of cultural content i would like to consume because yeah i would like a sad. q buddy a, a q billy eilish like claiming <laughs> to be like yeah. johnny gosh's sister or something i guess we're kind of describing baked alaska's music but it also just really sucks and it's just cookie cutter shit with auto-tune I didn't realize Baked Alaska made music. 
Oh, well. Uh, he okay, loves let's our cops. To one of those at the end of this episode. He loves our cops we and law enforcement. We can pull it up after this. Uh, I wonder if that got him any credit when they arrested him. <laughs> that he wrote, that yeah. he wrote that song. <laughs> it's just nerveless fingers trying to pull up his own YouTube video as he's being beaten with trenchants. I guess continuing to move through 2020 with uh, Buddy Brown, though, during like the last Trump stimulus check round, like the $600 check, he did this song called Stimulus Check. This one's good. I love this one. And uh, yeah, what, Matt, what would you guess this one's going to be like, knowing what you know about his COVID song? Well, it's interesting because you'd think that they would be apostle to handouts, but also it was Trump who did the handing out who he presumably likes. So uh, I don't know. Could go What's going way. on, y'all? This song's called Stimulus Check. I was saving it for maybe a January truck session, but I figure I'll bust truck it out session. anyway. Shut the fuck Strong up. chance truck of this session. happening <laughs> on the new album. Because every redneck I know went out and did exactly this when they got that $1,200 in, in the mailbox. Here we go. Found a stimulus check in my mailbox. I stared at it for a minute or two. I could pay down some bills. I could fix my truck or patch up that hole in the Doesn't rhyme. But the next piece Learn of how to do <laughs> rhyming. Under that check was a <laughs> truck and roof. Catalog. He's got the Bass Pro catalog underneath the check. And what is he going to do? Rifles and big shotguns. I put it back in my pocket and I hit that road. Did they really think we spend it on the grocery store? Hell no. I can leave on ravioli. Man, I'm getting a brand new gun. Okay. Oh, he's buying a gun with it. Okay. I've been down, but I ain't been out that grave. Ain't got He had to go for yet. some kind of cliche. I'm going to raise all kind of But I think he chose a pretty interesting direction. Also, it's funny that ravioli is the cheap food he's eating. That's like a more expensive pasta among pastas, right? Absolutely, yeah. Even even of the canned variety, like spaghetti. Yeah. Spaghettios are cheaper than uh, Chef Flaherty. Oh, yeah, of course. Come on, man. You gotta have at least like five brand names in any country song. I just keep thinking of the Simpsons episode where Barton Mill has found twenty dollars. Exactly. Sugar bender. We bought some squishies. I can leave all ravioli, man. I'm getting a brand new gun. I've been down, but I ain't been out. That grave ain't got me yet. I'm gonna raise all kind of hell with a stimulus check. Wait a minute, is he saying he's going to go on like a mass shooting? What does he mean he's going to raise hell with a gun? Or is I he just going to fondle it? Like a good old boy just shooting his gun in the air and drinking some beers and chewing some skulls. There's still extra money, I'll put cold beer back in the fridge. Did they really think we'd spend it? I don't see, that w- was that the assumption? That it, that it was, oh, we better get this in, like, food is a non-elastic need, like, that people, people, even if they don't have money, they're going to buy food, it's, it's, it was to stimulate other domestic spending, like, gun, sure, whatever, does he think he's owning the libs by buying a gun instead of going and buying, uh, like, food, I don't understand. Even his prem, even his like, Every even his dumb right pa- uh, pandering grievance is God confusing. Bless you. I think I'm gonna have to put that one on there. Exactly. Like, see, this is why I think he's more interesting than 
your initial assessment because at the end of the day, he is like a normal American who has a completely incoherent view of the world where his idea of what's conservative and what's the point of the stimulus check and shit, it's all completely fucking incoherent. And like he draws on all these conservative cliches, but I don't think he has any idea what he actually thinks about the world. No, no. He just wants, he knows what people, what the type of people he's, he is selling himself to think, and so he tries to approximate that. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of random consumer signifiers. He's a, mentioning the, that can of skull he was buying at the store. He's know? a fucking pod person, basically. From he's he's trying to become a very specific type of human and get them to accept him. Yeah, actually, now that you put it that way, it's like the ravioli line where he <laughs> thinks that's like the cheapest pasta. It's almost like. George H.W. Bush not knowing the price of a gallon of milk or like the Bluths, like, uh, you know, uh, like how much, how could, much a could a banana, banana cost? cost? Exactly. Like that's like his equivalent. of. How that. do we know Buddy Brown is uh, is like a human man? You know, <laughs> Buddy, Buddy Brown could be like a kind of man who fell to earth type scenario. You know, I like to think that he's it's that he's that this that he's actually David Brooks. He's going to start <laughs> singing about the Applebee salad bar soon. <laughs> I, I I have a theory now that maybe he's a non-pedophile lizard person sent here to warn us about the pedophile lizard people, but he's slow playing it. And then yeah, he'll eventually just, reveal himself. He's just ramping up. The problem is that the rest of the movement ramped up way quicker than him. I think by going chronologically with, with the uh, videos we selected here, we haven't really gotten enough of his ranting so even though we're like approaching the end, it's time to finally get into his rants. And this one's about uh, the Capitol riots. And you can see the title of the video, Storming the Capitol. Bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> but I think this is one of his masterpieces because he really goes through so many disconnected thoughts in five minutes that like, I don't know, this, this is... The structure of this is more interesting than any of his songs. Like, if his songs were structured like this, then they would be genius, you know? Like, but I think we just got to get into it and see. All right, y'all. So I'm going to come at you like a ton of bricks this morning. Uh, it's cold as hell right now, so I'm no, going to talk not. fast. I got to get something off my mind. I just there's no air. There's no breath. You can't see his breath. It's not my, that uh, cold. Latest album. It's going to be the best album I've ever. He's just ever, talking uh, about how great his album is. Jesus Christ. Six hours driving back from there to Jackson to uh to think about this and i'm gonna start like this as far as what we got going on right now do you know how you make a tornado because i had to look it up you don't you don't know. make it's a tornado a terrible, sir god does <laughs> yes. about the worst thing that can ever happen to any town any village any house anywhere is a tornado smart bombs. Right? <laughs> it's the worst thing that can happen to a house is a tornado. it's 100 percent that that's science tell that to the people of like nagasaki and, yeah. and what they make is is that from the, the movie Twister? Imagined, okay? So my question is, <laughs> DMCA where are all the moderates? This where are the moderates? This country and the media, Didn't he write a song about doing vigilante you, murder instead of a justice <laughs> system? <laughs> Build the gallows, That's the moderate position? I don't know if that counts as a moderate, moderate position. Anymore. The moderates are dead. Uh, you have to be extreme over here one way. You, you said have to be murder people. You said do fucking lynchings instead of having a justice system for years and years and years and that they are entitled to unlimited anger and unlimited destruction but you tell the other side that if they even so much as breathe in the wrong direction 
that they are vilified to no end. They're all these ist words, right? If you even take a single issue with it. They gave us a third world election and they're surprised now that they get a third world reaction. What? Think about that. <laughs> all the media, what's actually happening is not really happening. It's just lies. And we're the ones at fault because we've given them this power to come into our homes and talk to us and tell us what's actually going on when it's actually crap. You know, it's not even shameful in Washington, D.C. anymore to lie. The August tradition of truthfulness in government has been sullied. <laughs> it's illegal. But when a <laughs> government elected official lies, it's just politics. You see the difference there? <laughs> so I decided to come on here. I didn't want to condone this or attack that. I'm not trying to solve any problems because Lord knows it can't be solved. Okay. Okay, but we have given the media way too much power over our lives and what we think. But this story is not new. This story is not new. I was reading in Matthew chapter <laughs> 2. King Herod had heard that there is a man named Jesus. Okay? That he was going to be the son of God. That he no, was going to be born. That, that absolutely is not what happened. Uh, that say there's a guy named Jesus who's going to show up? I mean, they, I've heard this story a million times. It still shocks me. He ordered that every single You know, if he knew his name was Jesus, he could have just gone to kill gone killed the ones named Jesus instead of death. the firstborn. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Guards coming to your door. How old's your son? He's one. Kill him. That's how he handled business because <laughs> it was a threat. <laughs> I handled my business like King Harry. And you have big tech companies who have deemed themselves lords of the information. And they have deemed themselves, uh, they're going to be the deliverers of what you get to see, how you get to say what you want to say, how you get to hear what you want to hear, how you get to feel what you're going to feel. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up because private companies can do, do that. Maybe they shouldn't can, have that power. Then I can. <laughs> Exactly. I believe it was George Martin that said, when you cut out a man's tongue, okay, you are not proving him a liar, but you're telling the world that you fear what he might he's just say. Quoting, At he's the quoting end of the day, y'all, I'm Gambo not looking right forward now. to the Harris-Biden yeah. ticket any more than anybody else is, and I'm not looking forward to January 20th um, any more than a prostate exam. But you know what? It's been overtime, ain't it? And we're all going to have to go through this together. <laughs> Last thing I want to say to y'all is 80% of everybody on this channel is not Incredible. Just goes out there and goes, look, uh, this, this whole thing, it's, it's, it's not good. Really you got the stuff with the government and, and also the media sure as well. And then there's big tech over here and they're all doing it. And you know it. You know how it is when they do it like that to us, like King Herod did. It's the same thing. And I just want to make sure that everybody's subscribed. Yeah, we need this content. <laughs> yeah, like, if we don't so have this good. content, how are you not going to understand the world? You know, when King Herod came door to door and did all that <laughs> stuff, if 80% of them weren't subscribed <laughs> to the right places, they wouldn't have known it was coming. It's great, though. Like That video is, I think, a masterpiece of his because it begins with him self-aggrandizing and then it ends with hey what's up like it's just like begging and in between it's just completely incoherent and in the middle it's so good in man. the middle of it he's uh, he basically says there's nothing we can do about any of this it's just yep. like the politics of just like absolute submission guess the only <laughs> thing for you to do is just uh, i don't know maybe subscribe to my youtube channel and listen to my songs and perhaps buy my record albums and then just listen to them and and that'll do it that that's as much as you can i i appreciate at least the uh, the honesty there as opposed to a lot of people who who uh kind of fraudulently present themselves as as uh as representing an alternative he's yeah. very 
flatly telling you, yeah, no, there's nothing you can do except just get mad, <laughs> get mad and listen to me talking and then also singing and then maybe buy a shirt or something. And then just mash, mash the button. Just go ahead and mash the button. <laughs> you got, you Did you know smash that, that in button. recent years it's okay to lie in Washington? <laughs> they just legalized lying in Washington. Can you believe that? While we were all while we were all at the Fourth of July, they 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 done legalized lying in the District of Columbia. They, you can go in there and lie now and not go to jail, unlike everywhere else in the country. But see, that's why we need vigilante justice, so we can just murder politicians on sight. Yeah, and then it won't matter that they legalize lying. That that, that is the moderate position. Yes. You need to put together a kill squad that just goes around with binoculars looking for politicians with their fingers crossed behind their back, and that it's just a headshot. <laughs> you been you been fibbing, uh, sir? Sir, may I please? Could you please remove your pants? I need to see the the temperature of your uh, underwear. <laughs> if, if they are in fact on fire or not? If there are, is there's even smoke, sir? I I am authorized to. To uh, compromise you to a permanent end. <laughs> yeah, it's like a BAC for pants temperature, where there's an ordinary <laughs> pants temperature that we all know and love and, and appreciate day by day. But if yeah. I see about five degrees above that, I am going to summarily execute. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. On, I don't know, man. It's it's an interesting trajectory he's on because he. You can't really. Pre- I feel like anyway, you can't really predict where he's going from one issue to the next. But it's always going to end with some kind of like self-aggrandizement or whatever. At the end of the day, he's just a YouTube personality. He is about that. I'm about that bag. You see, that's my thing. Yeah, exactly. My number one concern is securing the bag. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> I just want to make sure that bag is good and snug in the back of my truck. Rest of that, y'all now, can figure Now, my grandpappy out. would secure the bag at the steel mill <laughs> and... I'm putting in 65 hours a week just like he was, but these Democrats don't want me to get the bag. They're stopping my bag. They're telling me that the bag, they're going to take my bag and give my bag to some refugees. They fibbed. Done, they told me I could have the bag. Now, they fibbed on not me. One of them. Not one of them has wrote a song, and they're going to get my bag. I think that refugees' bag should be going to the veteran. Anyway, like and subscribe, pay me, <laughs> make sure you get the T-shirt and the album. Oh, actually, before we uh, close out here, Dan, did you want to hear a Baked Alaska song if you haven't been uh, sure, man. exposed to his, sure. his oeuvre? Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, we should take a little detour here. This, is, this dovetails with the other stuff because this is like 2020. It's called CAG. Ca- ca- Keep America Great. CAG. Like, wow. Okay, cool. CAG. I hate this already. I think it's good. It's the Kaga anthem. Mm-hmm. Production value is already through the roof compared to Buddy Brown. No, it's true. Uh, the Bakes Bakes got a, a little bit of, of value add to his production. That's probably uh, FBI money, honestly. Oh yeah, Since he definitely. is one hundred percent of that. Love this detailing. I just really want one thing and that's to keep America great. I just really want one thing and that's to keep America great. 
It's cool to like He's still doing the Trump Trump steaks as a good thing Because he talked about the Trump state In the keep uh, The make America great uh, Song Which he did it for 2016 All I want is a Trump steak On my plate No flipping way Okay Well at least he's not cursing No flipping way Alaska didn't put a lot of personal effort into this, but uh, his his creative team put a lot of effort into yeah, it. Yeah, his CIA handlers did a great yeah. job. Yeah. 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 They, they constructed this video in a sub-basement in Langley. Oh, finally the guns come I like that he was cosplaying, like, holding two shotguns and shooting them each with a single hand, like, <laughs> two feet away from his body. Like, it's not even good fucking form, you know? We gotta keep America great. Looking down the face of evil and we're keeping it great. We love our cops, our law enforcement. America there it is. Okay. Uh, he's, uh, that's a throwback to his, no, his best song, We Love Our Cops. <laughs> right, right, right. It's this thin soup. I mean, it's not surprising Trump lost. Yeah, they really lost. Their hearts weren't in it for the reelection because they yeah. got what they wanted and it wasn't anything. And, and they kind of had to wind themselves up to try to convince themselves that, no, we were still winning. But it, it really it, it seemed like everyone just kind of wanted to go home. Yeah. 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 I think at the end of the day, the Buddy Browns are going to win kind of because he's not a never Trumper, but he's not like a keep America great guy. He never even said Trump's name in any of the stuff we listen to. I guess as an entertainer anyway, he's always going to be able to just tap into some amount of people who want these platitudes served up to them. Whereas Baked Alaska's thing is already like a flash in the pan that's already pretty much done for with this song. He's, you know? he's like David Frum. Like Buddy Brown is not unlike David Frum in that uh, he is the Janus face of grifter and ideologue. And, um, you know, one of one of them might not be true at any given time. So he's just going to be able to ride this wave unless the crazy faction completely takes over. And then Buddy Brown will be yesterday's news. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... Obviously, those two things are going to continue to coexist for, like, you know, the rest of our lives, I guess. But I think there's probably a larger, like, Buddy Brown audience for just dumb schlock like that. Yeah. Rather than tying your horse to Trump in particular, uh, you know, the Buddy Brown thing is a more, like, consistent and, I guess, mainstream thing. It's it's comforting. I mean, it's a lot it more comforting. Though, like, but like, where is the mainstream going on the right anyway? I mean, who knows? It's 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 uh, he might he might not he might have to become like a, a Biden guy by the end of the term, depending on how how crazy shit gets. 
Yeah, I guess it's true. Unless he wants to fully like uh, get over that idea of like, well, I guess we're just gonna have a beer and uh, watch some of my YouTube stream. If he, <laughs> if he, he's gonna have to channel some anger and some rage and some mania if he wants to get on anybody's radar, or uh, uh, then he'll have to do. And honestly, I could see him doing it because he seems totally soulless. Just do a total flip, and 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 become like I'm I'm the singing progressive. I'm the country. I'm the liberal country band. I'll tell you right now. You guys say the guns. You think you need guns, but boy, you don't. Uh, you, you out here, you you go hunting, but you don't need no AR-15. Yeah, I just see him doing that. Fishing pole. Yeah. Oh man, that would actually be the smart money for him for sure. That's why I brought up. There's way more. That's money why I brought that, up the Frum thing is because Frum's being embraced by yeah. fucking liberals in Canada now. Um, and and it's seamless. It's so. They want him so bad. It's it's so seamless how he's attached himself like a fucking remora to uh, to like center the center, you know. But uh, but yeah, it would be. I I don't know. I would love to see Buddy Brown do like a a pivot and do like a Biden Biden era song. Yeah, he could. Uh, yeah, he could be the musical guest at a uh, at a, a Lincoln Project event. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. With a vigilante uh, murder of uh, of guilty until uh, innocent until proven guilty uh, suspects. Don't forget that part. Yeah, of course. But I guess that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Of like, it's that's always been in the Republican DNA for the last fifty years, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the, the thing the, is that the uh, conspiratorial really no... shit just ebbs and flows, but it's always part of the same thing. Yeah, yeah there's the... really no difference between any of these psychos other than affect, and it really does yeah. come down to willingness to be cringely psychotic and to really to really put to be a true believer. It's because you know, it... I guess that's that's sort of to clarify my own thoughts, like. The baked Alaska thing is kind of finished because it's all CAG, you know? It's like, let's keep America great with Trump. Whereas the Buddy Brown thing is like, you know, maybe vigilante justice is good in general, right? Like he uses <laughs> such generalizations that it's it's like this more tried and true, like conservative thing that'll always resonate. Whereas the Trump thing will fall out of fashion, but there's just a different insane thing that will always metastasize and take its place. Yeah, no, everything gets swallowed by a crazier. Someone's always going to outbid you more than anything just for audience, for vote, for a share of, of attention. Uh, and, and like, you have to get louder and louder to be heard. And I, I think that Buddy Brown's going to have to either pivot or just, like, uh, start taking, like, violently huge doses of, uh, like, ketamine or something and, and start watching David Icke documentaries just to brainwash himself. Buddy Brown trip report. <laughs> yes. Cool, Matt. Thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hope thank you for uh, showing me this uh, this great guy whose music I'm going to check out now. Make and sure to subscribe. Uh, I will be. Uh, you know, I'm going to be subscribing. Off. Oh, you know, I cannot wait to subscribe. I hope you got some pointers for your own videos. You know, like Pro- uh, yeah, wide, yeah. wide angle lens. You got to use the I'm biggest rent a angle truck lens so that I can and sit in the back <laughs> yeah. of a truck we like an asshole. <laughs> Living on the streets So why the hell Do we need refugees They say come on in